0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Persuasion by the Pint. I'm Jonathan Taylor, along with Sean McCool. For episode 301, we are we are into our next round. Of, All right. Uh, <laughs> ready to start ready. 300 more, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> There's a lot of good beer out there. That's right. Um, today, we're going to be discussing a random flight of things. Um, I'm interested to hear some of the stuff that Sean has got to share with us today cause he, we were discussing before the show. Yeah. Um, we're gonna talk about some secrets to changing a little bit of a few lines of your copy just on the outside of your mailer or the inside or your web webpage yeah. to uh, up your conversion rate and uh, some other yeah. things as well. So. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about Navy Seals. maybe SEALs. Navy uh, SEALs, all right. Um, they get all the Chat. they get all the glory nowadays, right? I'm exactly. <laughs> and then why is that? That's what we're going to
1: ask. You know, we don't don't necessarily have the answers, but we're going to ask the question. Uh, ChatGPT four came out this week. That's right. Uh, if you're on the pro version, then you you have access to it probably. Mm-hmm. Um, today's St. Patrick's Day as we're recording. That's right. So I got a I got a little trivia stat on that one. Okay. Um, and then I've got some some interesting observations about um. Action hero names. Ah, this is that This I didn't, I've never even thought about this, but it was in um, the email I get from charter.com, which -hmm. is the chart, the chart people. And then uh, I went to an event this week and I want to share a little bit of like pre event marketing. They do on their Instagram page. That was, that was really smart. Um, At least I think it's marketing. Uh, I don't think it's.
0: No, I think it is. uh, I think it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh It's what we it's call ta- I think it's called it's takeaway, you can call it takeaway yeah. selling. That's what I call it, but
1: Yeah, we'll for sure. It. So yeah, we got a lot to cover. A lot of fun, just kind of random. We'll be bouncing all over the place. Yep. So yeah, so uh what do we have to drink on this uh St. St.
0: Paddy's Day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what nothing to the Irish. Nothing green in the uh in the bottle today, Sean. No. I didn't want to taint this with food coloring or anything like that because yeah, could have Got a <laughs> the best
1: beers, food coloring wouldn't matter, so it's like that's right, you know. It's, yeah. it's like, have you ever been down to Savannah, Georgia, when they dye the river green? Have you ever no, been there ever or Chicago? Or Mm-mm. I think they both do it, yeah. They uh, Savannah used to, I don't know if they still do it, you know, with all the stuff, but yeah, yeah. they used to dye the river green down in Savannah, Georgia.
0: I can imagine.
1: So, yeah, it's weird, but hey. So, uh, here's an interesting fact right before we get into the beers. Mm-hmm. Um, there are now in the U.S. 33 million people of Irish descent. Now, what's oh. interesting is there was only 5 million people in Ireland. So, mm-hmm. U.S. Irish people have outnumbered actual Irish people by six times. So, And that's
0: just, you know, if you got a little partial yeah, then, right? <laughs> yeah, quarter quarter percent irish you know that yeah, you're yeah, in right
1: um it's fun i've got two or three people that i'm working with right now uh yeah. coaching with and they're they're from ireland and they've got the accent and everything mm-hmm. tell you what some of them are hard to understand man i have to oh, slow yeah. them down absolutely and that accent is is thick. thick right and i'm like are you sure you're speaking english because I don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah but anyway so you said you had a good beer today. I did. On St. Patty's Day.
0: I'm excited. I think you'll like this one. Um, okay. Got another one from Boulevard uh, Brewing Company. Okay. And uh, this one is called the Stuff of Legend. Uh like that name. Now, Sean, I know that, and Ooh. I know, the reason I know you're going to like this one. <laughs> yeah, I know 13 friends. <laughs> That's not why you're going to like it. Okay. Okay. Um, I think you're going to like it because look at the front. You like stuffed Oreos, right? Oh, yes. And so immediately when I saw that, I see the Oreo cookie on the yes. front. I did not catch that at first, but yes. <laughs>
1: so I like even the, I, even the O in Boulevard, they changed.
0: I know to the Oreo, to the Oreo yes. cookie. Yeah. So, um, oh. so this one is, uh, this beer is our homage to all of those wonder filled cookies while you can't twist lick or dunk they're still fun to be had in this big barrel aged stout with just the right blend of chocolate vanilla and creamy filling of lactose all right <laughs> wow and uh, let's see 13 Yeah, as you mentioned earlier 13.3% yeah and 32 Whew. IBUs so uh, yeah it be pretty mild and smooth, I would think. That's right. Yeah, I
1: think well, so. I'm in the same category, I think, with you this week. Okay. So I've got, um, the Devo- it's from Three Nations Brewing, and it's part of their Devour series. They actually have four different um, things in the yeah. Devour series. So they've got a oh, wow. chocolate macadamia nut, a creme brulee, Mexican chocolate, and a mar- marzipan. We are going today with the Imperial Stout Creme Brulee. Creme mm-hmm. Brulee. Creme Brulee. And it's, uh, this brew is filled with notes of toffee, chocolate, caramel, vanilla, and roasted coffee. A beer devoted to our <laughs> calling, divine taste, true to tradition. So it says available in the fall. I found it probably three or four weeks ago. Just hadn't gotten around to, you, to it yet. Um, 8.3%, 25 IBUs. And uh, kind of a cool... Like cool that. little crazy can. Yeah, I like that. That's some kind of Aztec monster or something on it. I don't know what he is, what it is. But
0: it's like your second cream brulee in like the last two or three yeah. weeks. I think. Yeah, I guess they're
1: they're trying to like they, they must have put them on the end of the aisles so they can get rid of them because they're they're going out of season, getting That's into right. IPA season. That's right. Oh, it's gonna be a long summer.
0: I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we'll keep stocking loggers. up. Hey, as long yeah. as they're on the shelf, we'll take them.
1: Yeah. Maybe we're, find some good loggers out there.
0: Yeah, right. So, we're not in any hurry. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh let's cheers it up and then All right. Cheers.
1: Ooh, that's good. What is that? Oh, man. So, I definitely taste a little uh what is that that's the caramel i guess or the roast yeah i'm getting a little of everything the toffee the chocolate like yeah it's actually all these things are it's like a taste orgy
0: in my mouth (laughs) wow i gotta be careful with that description huh Um, i never rate these for children on youtube yeah no so uh, yeah that's that's pretty good how about
1: yours? I'll get my rating here in a second.
0: Man, this is amazing. This is wow. getting it's got a at the very minimum, it's a four Uh oh. <laughs> I don't think we've given a five this year. It's been a while. We got it close a couple times. I don't think we've given a five year I, this is probably the closest I've been to, to giving five pints in twenty twenty three. All right. Well, you think about it. I'm going to give my score before okay. you come
1: to your final answer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a four seven five. Like it's yeah. it's good. Um, it's interesting. It's actually got kind of a dry finish for a for an imperial stout.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I think it's the coffee. The roasted coffee comes through, so yeah. it's really really good. I'll give it a four seven five.
0: That's great. Yeah. Great score. <clears throat> well, I'm going to stop short of the five. I'm going to give it a oh. four nine. If I were rating, if we were doing triple digits, I'd do a four nine five. Okay. I'll just, but it's, there's <laughs> no
1: rules on this show.
0: <laughs> I just, I feel like I just, I've got to hold back something there. Okay. But it's so good. It is yeah. so good. I can't, I can't find anything wrong. Oh. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm giving it a five. Five pints. All right. Yes. The Stuff of Legend. Hey, with a name like that, you deserve a five. Stuff yeah, of Legend. Yeah, that's a great
1: name. Yeah. Great play on words. Yeah, I'm going to have to go.
0: This is amazing.
1: I'm going to have to go down to the old uh, Total Wine and see if I can find that one.
0: Limited. And it is. you better go quick because it is limited limited yeah. uh, release. But that's amazing. That's the best. Uh, so far, that's the best one I've had from boulevard especially for that high of alcohol content I know, you know, I know usually I they get sticky sweet
1: at that mm-hmm. level
0: so yeah it's it's not too sweet at all in, wow. in my opinion it's very good so i'm gonna
1: have to go to total wine and then stop at atb and get some oreos as well <laughs> now i'm wanting oreos
0: and i don't know maybe it's the uh, who knows the i don't know what offsets the sweetness in this i mean look and yeah. see but i you know, that was my first impression when I saw 13 point three this might be a little too uh, too sweet but nope
1: I don't well, know. let's uh let's kick off the show I'll start with um, I went to a breath work event this week yes and I saw an Instagram ad about two or <coughs> weeks ago three weeks ago something like that mm-hmm. I've been wanting to try breath work um, if you're not familiar with breath work it's just a it's um there's all different kinds but it's a kind of a niche in personal development and things right now just yelling at your uh, teenagers does that count as breath work uh, i guess it kind of could you're getting stuff out so that it's probably <laughs> probably good better than holding <laughs> it in i guess um, now they might need breath work because of the trauma you cause them <laughs> but yeah the idea is breath work is there to kind of release trauma sure yeah it's stored in your body um there's a famous book the body keeps the score that that talks about how trauma gets trapped in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, and breath work is just deep breathing at different rhythms. Wim Hof is the, probably the most popular guy mm-hmm. around right now mm-hmm. um, that does breath work. But this guy that I went to is, I mean, he's going to a different city every day um, and he's having 150 to 300 people show up. So like he's really growing fast. Yeah. But so I saw it and I'd been wanting to try breath work. So when the ad came up, I went ahead and I bought it, bought for the event here in Austin. And then I was like, oh, I should probably check this guy out now that I bought a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Isn't that funny? Yeah, (laughs) kind of went backwards. (laughs) So I go to his his Instagram page and there's this three sets of pinned posts on the top of his Instagram. And the middle one says, you know, on black background with orange type. Please read before coming to my event. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Open it up and then it says on the left, it's got like a video where it's typing out, but here's mm-hmm. basically what it said. And this is just great copy great marketing, whether you bought a ticket yet or not. My sessions are not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I intentionally post videos where people are screaming and crying to attract people that resonate with it, who need to move that heavy stagnant energy out of their life. Mm-hmm. There is usually around 250 to 300 people. It's loud, chaotic, very heavy energy for the majority of the session. If you are not mentally prepared to lean into your fears and deep wounds, please start with your local yoga studio, Breathworks, free pranayamas, YouTube exercises, Wim Hof, Joe Dispenza. This is not a group meditation. It is an extremely intense healing session. And you're not coming to lay down and wait until I heal you. I'm not there to heal you. You come to heal yourself, and it takes some work. Wow. Honestly, please think multiple times before getting your ticket. Some people feel incredible <laughs> right after the event, and some will have a hard time for the next few days. Wow. Because there's a lot to take on. Your body might be sore. You might be tired. But in the long run, you will realize how much crap has, has moved out of um, has moved up out of you once and for good. Mm-hmm. And please do not come if you have any underlying conditions listed on my event pages, you will not have a good time. It might even be dangerous for you and the people around you. Wow. That's good. I, I don't need you to like me or how I do things. And I really don't have the time to argue with anyone to prove anything. Everything I do is highly intentional and it has helped tens of thousands of people. And I was like, that is just brilliant. That's great marketing right there um so i was like after i read i'd already bought my ticket so after i read it, i was like oh because this is the first one i'd ever done you know i hadn't done the wim Hof or i'd heard of those things yeah uh and this was like two solid hours of doing this intense breath work um so it's wild
0: so there's a couple of things going on there can you put that screenshot back yeah. up again because yep. Um, and the original, like the original, uh, not that, oh, that. one, but the, uh, original layout page. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a couple of things I see when I go to this page that intrigue me, this can't be real. Like mm-hmm. that goes against, um, you know, that kind of like gets me curious, right? This can't, yep. <laughs> this can't be real. So he's already answering the questions, uh, that I have in my mind already when I hear something like this. Yeah. And the, in the, the video that plays is like a snapshot of all the people
1: lined up, all the people at the event, like all this other stuff. Sure. Um, you know, which adds credibility. Like you see Mm -hmm. all these different rooms filled with people who've come to his event, got the different cities listed on it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so that's really well done. it's like, okay. Um, and then the one we just did please read before coming and then more proof more testimony social
0: proof for 40,000 participants yeah um, yeah uh, the so take, it's like, to me that's you know we talked about it before it, uh, to me that's takeaway selling read uh-huh. this before because not everyone's yeah. not everyone's a candidate for this and so yeah. Yeah, and this looks- post here
1: is like, it's showing people screaming, it's showing people crying, just like he said in the post. Right. So it's like, Ooh, I don't know. That seems a little intense to me. Right. Um, <laughs> so it does, it does pull in a person that's, that's ready to, you know, play it, play all out, play at a full level. Sure. Um, and then of course he's got a lot of that stuff sprinkled through his pages, but I do like how he pinned those. Oh, at I the do top too. I think very that, intentionally. Yep.
0: Absolutely. And then creating, um, that effect of what's going on uh, when mm-hmm. you clicked on read this before coming to the event. Like if you've got, yeah. if you got certain health issues, it reminds me of the um, to me, it builds interest. Like, Ooh, yeah. this, is, this is, there's a little bit of, you know, danger involved here. You know, something yeah. that, I mean, you're doing something intentionally. Um, that's not just, you know, it's not willy nilly. I mean, there's like something to think about, you have to be completely invested. It's kind of like the, um, you know, the Hitchcock thing we were talking about at one time where he, you know, he kind of let people know not to come to this movie if you have a heart right. condition. <laughs> yeah. Too scary. Right. Or, uh, I think there's some theme parks that do that with certain rides too. You know, it's yeah, like, right. You know, absolutely. So, so I think yeah. all, all of that's intentional, like to build oh, yeah. interest in, in obviously, um, obviously build intrigue i mean he's done a fantastic job so where was the event i was
1: here in austin at the the airport at hilton yeah so the, the airport okay. right next to the 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 hotel right next to the airport right um yeah it was it was good and so he he was in san antonio the night before that they went to dallas after and like he's just he's making a swing out to the northwest and back to california so he'll do like 20 cities in a row and then take a break and then he'll he'll do the circuit again mm-hmm. um so yeah it's, he's you know he's seeing 150 to 300 people every night um you know that he's on his little tour so sure
0: it's pretty wild um and what's if you don't mind me asking what's the price per person it's like 100 120 bucks oh yeah i mean that's yeah it's not
1: bad for a low or three hour that type of event.
0: Is there any um, upselling after the event or is it, I mean, not really. He has a course on his page, Okay, but he didn't, he didn't push it that hard. He
1: did, you know, he said it was available. Um, one thing he did that was pretty cool is at the event, he handed out this little workbook slash journal mm-hmm. and you took the first 10 minutes and you answered some questions, kind of how you feel now, um, why you're here, what's important to you, set, you know, your intention. And then afterward, he also had 10 minutes um, where he asked you some of the same questions just so you could see the difference in how you felt. Yeah. Which I thought was really smart. Right. And then it has like, you take it home and it's got like a week's worth of stuff to do after the event Mm. to help you integrate. um, Like it has a coloring book in it. So you can like color and like, you know, maybe stay off social media and actually you know, color and do something, sure. you know, yeah, you know, that's more physical. Right. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool that he had that tool there too, but um, he gives you a couple free downloads afterwards that you can use, but yeah, he does have a course, mm-hmm. but yeah, he didn't really push it. He, he definitely could have pushed it harder, but I don't think he needs to. I think people that want that, they just, they'll go find it. Right. Right. Uh, on his site. Cause it's right there on his site. So it's not like it's hidden or anything. So sure. Um, but yeah, it's a cool story too. He's, you know, former professional basketball player. Um, he was paralyzed from his waist down for a while and not because of basketball, because of emotional trauma. Like one of his parents died, his um, fiance at the time had a miscarriage and then just disappeared on him Yeah, uh, when that happened. Oh and then gosh. he had torn his groin really bad. And between those three events all happened in the same like two or three week span. Right. Um, He literally became paralyzed from his waist down.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And it was like that for a while. And somebody told him about breath work. Yeah. And that's what released all the, allowed him to start walking again. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So now he goes around and teaches it. Yeah. And he, he spent like a year in the, Jung one of the jungles doing ayahuasca and all this other stuff mm-hmm. um and now he's like yeah you, you know the medicine's great plant medicines things like that he said but really all you need is your breath wow so and it was intense i mean mm-hmm. tingling like it's it's pretty crazy
0: yeah <clears throat> i'll have to get the link to that see where his yeah. uh, next uh events are yeah, he's heading
1: west right now, so you'll have to wait for probably for the East Coast sure. swing. I guess is he won't come to Knoxville, but he'll probably come to Atlanta Nashville. or yeah. Nashville or one of sure. those two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure he's been to Nashville. Yeah. Um Yeah, so that's that. So what do you what do you got over there? I know you had some cool stuff from uh, one of our former guests.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I always love um our buddy Kevin uh Donlin. He's been on the show before, so you know, if you're on Kevin's list, he sends you a the physical newsletter every month, like in the mail, mm-hmm. which I love, you know, because you're you know, rarely do I have time to read all the, you know, some of the, you know, email stuff that we get, you know, even though it's good, you know, I'm on Ben Settle's list. I love his stuff. But I just don't because there's you're just inundated with so much stuff. I just I sometimes just glance at well, I can't help but read Kevin's stuff because it comes in yeah. the mail. And it's in, he puts it in a, you know, a, an envelope, um, single page, two-sided, but his letter this month really caught my attention for a couple of reasons. And I'm going to share it here. Let's see. It's called, um, his, by the way, his, the title of his letter, oh, let me change this, share this tab. Um he calls it aha, simple, profitable marketing ideas. And if you go over to, uh, his website, which we've featured on here before, we'll post a link where people can subscribe and reach out to him and get on his mailing list. Um, you know, it's, it's free, you know, so <laughs> here we go Might as well. Um, simple profitable marketing ideas for presidents and founders so this one uh this month was entitled are you turning away buyers so there's a couple of things uh, i mentioned sharing. one go before ahead, the share.
1: show what's that said so you're not sharing so
0: go ahead oh, i'm not uh, oh let's see let me see here oh let's see here we go there we go um it says, "Are you turning away buyers?" There's a couple of things that we were talking about before the show. One that I highlighted, and then one that caught your interest. So we'll start with the first one, Sean, because this one caught your attention. Um, and this is a great one: simply changing the word um, on a web page. And here's an example. Uh, one of his, he says, one of his clients, a 25 billion dollar retailer, required new customers to click register before making a purchase. Uh, the web designers assumed that buyers wouldn't mind creating an account, but they were wrong. Um, they studied the website and found that requiring uh, them to register turned a number of people off. Uh, yeah, it sounds very official. That's right. You've got to like, do something, you know, to yeah, work. <laughs> it sounds like a license
1: or a... That's right. It sounds very governmental.
0: So they changed one simple word, that register to a continue button, and that let people buy as guests without creating an account. So what happened? Okay. Sales surged by 45%, gaining wow. uh with a for a gain of 15 million in 30 days and 300 million more than the first year alone. So it's amazing wow. what one little tweak like that can do for your business register. That yeah. is
1: crazy. 300
0: million dollars in a year by changing <laughs> Wow. And so here's another example. He talks about one of his clients um who had a uh, he was doing uh, acquiring new customers for his his pet stores with a direct mail piece and it was doing okay. Um so here's the title of one of uh, the the headline on the outside of one of his mailers said free gift card enclosed. Open immediately. Um so it, not bad. You know, it's, it's kind of intriguing gift card enclosed. Um, but one thing that Kevin noted is he rewrote it with the, from my buyer's perspective, which is what this is all about is, is really kind of tuning into what your buyers, your buyer's interest is. Um, so he rewrote it, giving them an emotionally compelling reason to open the envelope. So here's the little, I'm going to zoom in on this. Whoops, too much. Uh, free $21. I thought, I thought it was kind of interesting that he used $21 cause I've never seen a $21 gift card. Right. Yeah. It's usually 20 bucks or yeah. <laughs> so there's, there's something behind that free $21 gift card for you and your dog, how to make sure your friend lives a, a long and happy life. Wow. So really, uh, you know, focusing on the emotional side, you know, everybody yep. loves that including their dog, not for just them, but it's also for their dog. So the new headline, um, just changing that response rates, um, had, I think they originally were somewhere between four and 7%, uh, went up to about eight to 15%. So, uh,
1: yeah, in a world of, you know, where one, I think he says that in there, one to 2% is a, is a win. Yeah, exactly yeah you know, so a lot that's interesting a lot of people would been wouldn't have wanted to touch anything at four to seven percent right i mean right. like you're like oh that's a winner i'm not going to touch that sure but yeah he changed it and and still got yeah. up to eight to fifteen that's wow that's impressive
0: and uh his his client says the first sales letter kevin wrote for us uh we mailed out for nearly five years and it helped us grow a retail chain from nine locations to 44 uh, he goes, I jokingly refer to it as the hundred million dollar letter because that's how much annual revenue grew as weeks, uh, as we expanded. So, wow. So, yeah, I mean, Sean, I know you do, you know, a lot of this for your, I mean, simple things like that you see when you're working with your clients, yep. um, you know, really just kind of honing in, like, it's like you see it and working with other copywriters out there, it's like. Yeah, that's good. But how can we make this a little better so that yeah. we're really um, changing this to the perspective of the actual buyer, right? Yeah. You know, what is it they want? What is it they truly want?
1: Yeah. And, and to really like slow down and like the first example, changing the button from register to continue. Right. Really thinking about the friction during the user experience the the buyer's journey whatever yep. you want to call it yeah like really thinking about every every word or every at least every action step like okay is this is this going to cause friction mm-hmm. and like a hesitation yeah. or is it just going to be smooth and it just keeps them keeps them going right so i love that idea even even if you had them still quote register as a as a new account mhm I bet just changing the word to continue. Yes. And just, and almost as we would say in sales, assuming the sale, right? Right. Where you just say, you know, continue, this is the next step. Mm-hmm. That probably alone would have helped. I know they said they actually just let people check out as a guest, right? Which I love because I go to sites all the time. It's like, you know, I don't want to make an account right now. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just,
0: yep.
1: just let me check out. I got things to do. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That one word alone. Them. It's it, it. You're right. I, I love that. What you just said. Ta- it's talking past a sale. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, We've the already assumed this sale. Feels,
1: yeah. Registries. It does feel, I wonder if that would work on like a, you know, a <laughs> webinar opt-in page, you know, a webinar registration page. Right. You got a little bit of a description instead of saying register. Now you, you just hit continue. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, obviously this is deeper in the journey here, but I right. think that could work on a opt-in page as well same idea yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah that's cool continue. just continue yeah <laughs> just move I mean, on and that's it, and, it's, and it, honestly that's what most people want to do they just want right. to continue whatever yep. they were doing um it's kind of like putting continued on next page at the bottom of a you know a print letter um you, i mean people know that's what you do but it's just kind of a, this little embedded right. command that keeps keeps everything moving
0: that's right and I'm kind of like you. I um, I generally like to check out as a guest unless I feel like I may buy again. And then right. I like, then I'm thinking I'm going to have to go through, I don't want to go through the process because maybe I've, you know, maybe I'm getting a, a re, you know, a, a, like a, a special discount or something, you know, right. just because I've been a previous customer. So yeah. You know, in that case, but generally, yeah. As a, as a first time buy or a one time buy, yeah. I don't. You know, it's like that just took yeah, me yeah, out as a guest. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be
1: around that long. That's right. You know? that's right. <laughs>
0: we'll see. We'll uh, see. You haven't
1: really earned by. That's right. Making an account yet? You know. Yeah. Um, and the same reason I don't. I'll pay more for the not subscription, mm-hmm. especially the first time, the first month. And then I'll go back and and turn it into a subscription right. if I liked it. But I'm like, yeah, I know I can cancel it, but I'd rather just not have to think about it. Yeah. I'll pay the extra five percent. You know, typically, um, that's all the discount is. Yeah, um, that's right. So,
0: well, so I make love sure what you, you said. Have those options. There, there's a lesson in all of this is that, and you mentioned it earlier. Create less friction. Yep. Like the more friction you create, is um, the more likely you're going to lose a buyer you know, you're going to lose a sale because you create too many things and people don't want to do those things. They don't want to work too hard. So remove the friction. Um, now you can create friction at the beginning, but it's like we were talking about earlier, you know, um, you know, with the previous example, you were talking about, read this before you move forward. That's okay. That kind of friction's okay because you're, at the beginning because you're weeding out people you're kind of you're making sure you've got the right person in your list but once you get that right person you don't want to create those obstacles and those barriers you want to kind of move them through the system as easy as possible yeah and there's also something i mean you
1: just kind of have to like you really have to think about it from the buyer's journey because there's also you know there's proven things especially in direct mail I haven't seen this as much online yet, Um, but you remember like when you sometimes you get a, like a subscription offer in the mail, direct mail, Mm -hmm. and it'll have like a sticker that you're supposed to pull off and put yes on a card that you mail back in. Right. Right. And they call that an involvement device, right? So it's a micro commitment that if you peel the sticker off and put it on thing, now that it seems like it might be friction, but in that case, it's actually a micro commitment. Sure. Yeah. To get them to move forward and it involves them in the piece. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting, like, knowing when to use that and mm-hmm. when to just making it, you know, where you don't have no, to do yeah. anything.
0: That's commitment. Like, that uh, goes back to commitment and consistency. You know, yeah, once mm-hmm. they once they do the act of taking that s- sticker and putting it down, they've reinforced their, you know, commitment to that purchase. And right. I mean, it's like getting that person to sign on the dotted line you know that's yeah. that's part of the process
1: yeah i think online the the closest thing to that is like clicking a checkbox or something right. you know which yep. where it's like yeah <laughs> i understand of, this yep. is whatever and mm-hmm. you check, click the checkbox. sure yeah. i think people could use that um more effectively yeah you could yeah, almost do some takeaway selling there it's like yes i understand that this is not going to solve all my problems <laughs> but it will help me with xyz sure yeah Absolutely. something like that, you right. know? So, well, cool. That's, man, that's some good stuff. I'm going to have to apply some of that stuff from Kevin. Yeah. Um, yeah, all just right, kept- let's, let's talk. Um, so this is, this is probably not like super persuasive marketing, but it is interesting and I, I haven't really figured out like what's going on here. Um, I read an article about it and they have some theories. Um, it makes good is, copy. You know, for, for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's like, (laughs) there's something going on here from a psychological persuasion standpoint. Right. Um, and I saw this in an email I got. So I get this cool email, um, from this company called Charter Mm -hmm. that they do charts. Right. So, um, and like, you know, here's a chart they did for how many investments Y Combinators, um, Made in the last five years, twenty four hundred. Here is some of their winners. So they got cool stuff like that. It's always very interesting. Um, these, this is the revenue from the people that published Harry Potter. Just keeps going up. Wow, that was cool. And then the Ryan Reynolds effect. Um, basically, uh, T-Mobile has just offered to buy Mint Mobile. So he bought it here and now they're going to pay like 1.2 billion for it or something. So Ryan Reynolds is about to get richer. Um,
0: But that's why I haven't, you know, we haven't seen him in many movies lately. He's, he's too busy. He's
1: making his money on (laughs) Mint Mobile, Aviation Gen. He owns a soccer team now, football team. He's busy. (laughs) Yeah. He's pretty busy. He's, he's doing pretty well. Um, But Then down here, and they always had this, like, little section of just kind of random stuff. Sure. And the one that caught my eye was this one right here. John Wick, James Bond, Jack Ryan, (laughs) investigating why the past 70 years of action movie heroes' names all seem to begin with the letter J.
0: Hmm.
1: Jason Bourne, Uh John Rambo. Wow. Right? And I was like, that's interesting. I never even noticed it. But so... Um, so I did. I was doing some research before the show, yeah, and he, there was a guy that wrote a big old article on it. Um, and I think he said out of 790 movies, um, 33 had names that started with J in the action movie kind of genre. John was by far the biggest. 74 mm-hmm. people, 74 action heroes were named John, um, 50 named James. James Bond was. You know several of those Jack as in Jack Bauer, Jack Reacher, Jack. Um, I think this, um, in the Tom Clancy
0: one, also Jack Jack, 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 is Jack Ryan, Jack Ryan. Is it Jack Ryan? Um, is it John, Ryan? Is it John Ryan or Jack Ryan? Yeah, I think it's Jack, uh, Ryan. Jack Ryan.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Jack Ryan. It's also Jack Reacher. Yeah. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was interesting. And basically what they came up with was the simple names. One, John is a biblical name and it, it, it has a lot of reassurance and things like that historically. Right. So so the, that's part of it. Um, the other thing is that they're simple names, especially when you put them side by side with like the villain names, Mm -hmm. the villain names are a little more complex and eclectic like Victor and Michael Um, James and Robert are not so much, but Ivan, Simon, you know, Gabriel, whereas the hero names tend to be for the most part, simpler.
0: One syllable. Yeah. They're all one syllable names. Yeah. Except, well, Michael's on here a few times. Alex, Alex. So, um, so yeah, I
1: thought, I thought it was interesting and they think that it's just, it's, it's kind of this, it's more relatable Mm -hmm. is the theory. Um, because these are not even like the most popular names because he, this, this article, they went, he went and like compared popular names during those times. And it wasn't that, um, it was, it's the simplicity of the name basically. Right. It makes people just, it, it's kind of the every Joe average Joe kind of sure. idea. Yeah. Uh, even though interestingly, Joe did not make the I, uh, the, I the was Joe's just there.
0: thinking that Joe, because that's about a simple, and to me, you think of Joe, Joe's kind of the all, you think of like all American, Joe, yeah. Joe yeah, Namath, so the Joe lists. Theismann.
1: Yeah. Um, Joe did make the list down here, said, but yeah. John was far and away. The bu- uh, yeah, John, the James, and Jack are the top three. Yeah. And that made up 33% of all action, I think since like the, I can't remember how far back it goes, cool. Um it's over 790 movies. 33% of the heroes were John, James or Jack.
0: Very interesting. Yeah. Um, so keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be the thing. Like keep um, the names simple, one syllable, always good. Right. And these are
1: traditionally like historically, these are what you'd call Christian names. Right. Um, so the honest John theory was another theory. Um, you know,
0: just don't give him the last name Smith. You know, that's, that's,
1: yeah, that's the wrong side of the, of the thing. Kiss of death. Yeah. Um, yeah. The matrix goes against that. Right. Cause that's Neo. It's like a whole that's different right. thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I, I just, I just found that interesting. So yeah, the, the basic idea is there, you want it to be relatable mm-hmm. and maybe it's just like, it's so common that you can't, like, stereotype the name with somebody else, right? Right. Whereas Victor is definitely, it feels like a villain name. And it also starts with a V, probably has something to do with it. Right. Victor villain. Like, mm-hmm. there's some subconscious stuff going on there. Uh, Michael, it sounds like like this clever, smart
0: type name. First thing that comes uh, to mind is Michael Myers. Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... But you think of two. I think of a
1: Michael as like kind of, kind of a trickster. Um, you know, yeah. but three piece suit. You know, the kind of the the corporate villain. Sure. You think of Michael. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so fascinating stuff. I don't know how you use that in marketing persuasion, other than just like keep it simple.
0: If you're writing a fictional story,
1: yeah, make yeah. your hero start make your with, hero the letter. Start with J. J. Keep a simple name that starts with J. That's right. John, James, or Jack, preferably. Right.
0: So, um, yeah. Good stuff. Any more yeah. useless trivia that we can... <laughs> well, let's talk about um, Navy
1: SEALs Navy and Seals. Delta yes. Force. So, Jonathan, when you and I were growing up in the 80s, yeah, it seemed like everybody talked about special forces, Army Delta special Force, forces yeah. and Chuck Delta Force. Force. Yeah, that's right. But now it's all Navy SEALs, like... All the TV shows, all the movies are all Navy SEALs. And right. I was, I don't know what made me think about it this week, but I was like, why is that? Like, mm-hmm. is this a, is this a PR thing that I don't know about? Like right. what's going on that Navy SEALs are so popular and we don't really hear about army special forces. Yeah. Of course you never hear about, uh, air force, Para-res- whatever they got. They, yeah. Para got para-rescue. Para-rescue. Yeah. Nobody's ever made a movie about those guys. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, their PR is very, <laughs> is lacking big time. Yeah. Most people don't even know they exist, which maybe that's good, um, for their,
1: for what they do. Um, so I was trying to, I looked around, I was trying to find some stuff and there was really nothing definitive. Um, so I, I went to our friend chat and mm-hmm. GPT. Yeah. And I asked chat GPT. This is version said, four. This is version four.
0: Okay. Says it right at the top. There chat you go. GPT the new- four. So that's a little announcement. The version four is out as of this yep. week. If you've got the pro version,
1: yeah. you do have to upgrade to the to the pro version, which is 20 bucks a month. Right. Um, but yeah, so I said, why are the Navy SEALs more popular than Delta Force in pop culture? Mm-hmm. That was my prompt. And in 3.2 seconds, uh, <laughs> faster than a Ferrari can get to 60 miles an hour, it said, it gave me six, Five reasons. Um, wow. Number one, it said publicity and media exposure. The Navy SEALs have been the subject of more movies, books, and documentaries. It's things like Lone uh, Lone Survivor, Act of Valor, Zero Dark Thirty. Um, you know, they were the the ones that SEAL Team Six raided Osama bin Laden's compound, right. which took them to a whole new level. So that's one. They're just they're just talked about more, <laughs> mm-hmm. and we'll talk about why that is in a second number two is historical presence seals are about 15 years older than delta force right they've actually been around longer which was surprising to me i didn't realize that
0: i didn't know that either
1: and this one i think is is probably the most important from a persuasion standpoint um the term navy seal Seal. is more memorable yep um and they said they said delta force has had so many different names over the years. First Special Forces, Operation Detachment, Delta, CAG, special, you know, that kind of stuff. So, they didn't have a, like, clear right. name that they just went to over and over. Sure. Whereas Navy SEALs have always been Navy SEALs since inception. That's right. Um, but the reason I think you hear so much more about SEALs is because they are not as classified as Delta Force. Right, Delta Force has a higher level of classification than SEALs do. Yep. So there's more access to the SEALs, which means more people can research and interview and yeah. those kind of things to make movies and write books and all those kind of things. Um. So that and that's number five is like Delta Force's secretive nature. Delta Force is highly secretive, classified unit. Um, although Black Hawk Down was about Delta delta force was, that was it a delta. I can't, yeah. yeah
0: i remember it. it's been so long since i've seen yeah, that but
1: that was actually a delta i didn't realize that either um <clears throat> in fact if you i bet if you polled most people they would say black hawk down was about navy seals just because it's yeah. so prolific right um and i so then i was like okay who runs the marketing for navy seals and i didn't know if they if it would find me like a marketing agency but it's apparently it's all done internally um, mm-hmm. by the navy um to help promote awareness and things like that. So. Well, I like think, any-
0: I think you brought up a good point that if it's so declassified mm-hmm. where a lot of these guys come out from that and they're able to share their story. Yeah. You got Jocko Wilnick, you got, and use that story for marketing purposes. I mean, right. To their credit. I mean, yeah. why not? You know? I mean, so. Yeah. You got several seals that have come out and been,
1: authors and yeah. speakers and things like that. And I think that's really helped. Um, and, and then just, like I said, accessibility t- to fiction offer off authors, or even authors who want to just create, you know, movies around an event. Yeah. Like lone survivor and things like that.
0: Um, I remember so, when I was in the army, I used to love to read. Um, I think it was Richard Marcinko who has since passed away, but he used to be, He was like one of the longtime members of SEAL Team 6 back in the day. I mean, that was like Mm -hmm. back in the, I think probably back in the 80s or so. But I used to love to read his stories. And like you said, you know, because they're not classified, you know, he shared a lot. He probably didn't share everything, but he was able to share enough that like, wow, you know, so, you know, they're able to tell their story in a way that some of these others, and I think that's, that's, Going well for them, along with the the fact that, like you mentioned earlier, I think it's an interesting point that they have kept their name. I think Navy Seal is very simple to remember. Yeah, and if you don't change it, you know it becomes very memorable over time and brandable. Yeah, because
1: I I'm sure most people could not tell you what Seal stands for.
0: No, exactly.
1: um, um it's like it's, what is it? Sea, <laughs> air, land. Something like that, yeah, is what the the acronym is, right? Um, where Delta Force, you know, doesn't really have a specific meaning. It's actually the letter D, as, right. you know, in the in the alphabet, the military alphabet. Um, so yeah, it's, and obviously Delta's different than Army Special Forces. I mean, it's it's a tier above Special Forces, actually. Right. The Green Berets, because yep. there was, you know, in the eighties we. I think there was a famous book that kind of came out in the eighties about the green berets. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like a Vietnam or maybe, maybe it was Panama or some, one Mm -hmm. of those eighties conflicts or something. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's a catch of your name. Yeah. is a big, big part of it. And then just more access. So, so I guess the lesson there is, Hey, if you want to, if you want to be seen and, you know, make sure your name's catchy and then also, you know, make yourself available.
0: Yeah. Visible. Right. Yeah. More movies, probably more movies about Navy SEALs in the last 20 to 30 years than probably any other special forces or elite, you know, or, you know, section of service.
1: So, I mean, yeah. I mean, back in, like I said, in the 80s, you know, Rangers were popular. Yeah. You know, special forces. Yeah. But that was mostly because of the Rambo, I think, craze. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm from the eighties and early nineties and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, the seals have just taken over yeah. in a big, big way. Uh, anything you want to see chat be GBT do before we go, <laughs> man. You I'm, wanna,
0: so you've been what testing out the last couple of days or. Yeah, I just got it
1: two days ago, I guess. Okay. Um, so one of the guys I follow, mm-hmm. um, he, He's using it and he sent out an email the morning it came out because he's actually over in like Ireland, I think is where he's at right now. He travels all over the place. Um, so he was, you know, a few hours ahead. I was like, Oh, it must be out. So I went and checked and yeah. you have to have the, the paid version. So I signed up real quick and got sure. access. And yeah, I was able to, to really, I uh, was working on a couple of projects and it mm-hmm. really helped me get unstuck on a couple of things. Right. Um, I still don't think it does copy as well, but it certainly is getting much, much better at um, like non-sales copy stuff. Like if you wanted to write a report or a white paper or things like that, I think it's getting better. I did have it write an ad mm-hmm. and it was, it did much better than the previous version. So if you have the pro version or the plus version, Everything's plus now if you paid for it, right? All the streaming services, it's like all plus. Um, somebody needs to come up with a new word, but
0: so <laughs> that's 3.5, by the way. Oh, the, yeah, so you're on the,
1: uh, by default, yeah. you're on the old. Okay. Yeah. So it automatically, when you sign on, it automatically defaults to 3.5. Okay. Um, and here's what's interesting. They, they show you the difference. It says... Reasoning is a three out of five. Speed is a two out of five. And consciousness, or cons- no, conciseness, not consciousness. C- conciseness is one out of five, right? Sure. The, if you go to GPT-4, wow, that jumps to five out of five on reasoning, two out of five on speed, and four out of five on conciseness. And they it, they cap it. You can only do 50 messages every four hours right now. so Because so many people are using it. Oh, I see. Um, but it's still plenty. Uh, I'm not using it that much. I don't, I'm not like spamming the site or anything like that. I guess that's for people to keep robots and stuff. out. So of is it.
0: that their permanent model? 20 bucks a month? Um, I think it's, uh, it is right now. Yeah. I think that's okay. what
1: it is. Um, and this has changed even the last couple of days. Like it started out at hundred messages every four hours. Mm-hmm. So I think at peak times, this changes this, how, mon- how much you can use it per four hours. Sure. Um, the nice thing is if you do plus, then it's always up like you get front of the line access when everybody else, it might be down for the free version. Sure. Overcrowded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is there anything you want to ask uh, it or have it right? Somebody sent me awesome chat GPT prompts. Oops. Okay. Now I got to sign back into chat GPT. These are, and you're, I went on Amazon today and there are dozens and dozens of prompt books now on Amazon for chat GPT. Really? Like literally just books full of prompts and how to prompt. Okay. And it's, it's interesting. Most of them start with, I want you to act as, I want you to pretend you are that kind of, that kind of thing. So I want you to act as a travel guide. I want you to act as a plagiarism checker. I want you to act as an advertiser so that it kind of gets into the, this guess, is the awesome. Headspace.
0: Where, yeah. where do you find this? GitHub, um, GitHub
1: is where some somebody found this. Okay, but if you, there, this is these kind of things are, they're just popping up everywhere. Okay. Like, like I said, there's books, there's all kinds of stuff now. Yeah. Um, football commentator. <laughs> um, it says football matches, so I'm I'm guessing that means soccer. Not <laughs> yeah. right. motivational coach, right. uh, screenwriter, novelist. Um, you know, cybersecurity specialist, recruiter, life coach. So, yeah. So anything you can think of, and if any of our viewers have a question they want me to ask ChatGPT, I can throw in your comments, and I can do that.
0: Yeah, let's go back because this relates to some industry stuff. I'm curious about this because I had this conversation today on with some guests on my Composites Weekly, and uh, it was about the uses of composites. What are the primary benefits of composite composite materials for electric vehicles?
1: I'm going to say you are, first I'm going to give it like, you are a world-class engineer. Yes. Um, both composite materials and electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Right? So what's the actual question you wanted to ask? Um, you want to ask?
0: Uh, w- <sighs> I'm trying to think of how to, how to phrase this. What would be the primary benefit of composite materials when it comes to new electric vehicles?
1: Uh-oh, I can provide. So as an AI language model, I'm not an engineer per se, but I can provide information on the subject. The primary benefit of composite materials in the context of electric vehicles is their ability to significantly reduce the overall weight. Lightweight glass fiber reinforced plastics, GFRP. And other advanced composites can replace heavier metal components in a vehicle's uh, structure resulting in substantial weight reduction. This reduced weight offers several advantages for electric vehicles. One, improved energy efficiency. Two, enhanced performance. That's awesome. It, it expands all these out. Reduced battery size and costs. Increased payload capacity. Environmental benefits. Um, in summary, the primary benefit of composites is significant weight reduction would lead to improved energy efficiency performance and other advantages.
0: Yeah. So interesting about the battery. Cause that was a, a primary topic of, of discussion, you know, reducing the uh, the weight of the batteries or the size of the batteries and cost. Right. So um, if you can
1: make the overall vehicle lighter, you, you yep. can use a smaller battery. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. And it's, I mean, I haven't found anything yet that it doesn't know about.
0: I like how it prefaces, while I'm not an engineer, <laughs> yes. what does it say at the beginning? Yeah. Is that, yeah, I'm not an engineer per se.
1: Yeah, I think because I said it directly, I said it, whereas if I had said you, you are, as, yeah, you said, I should have said you, sh- you're acting as, as and it would probably because I think that's how this phrases it, right? I want mm-hmm. you to act as,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Okay. Um, that's good. So, yeah, I could also do, like, I want you to act like a, like, um, famous copywriter, Gary Halbert, and write me five headlines for a new... Do we want him to write um, what kind of product um, to a golf club yeah there uh, oh that's says gold club golf club Harry Halbert and a gold club could get very interesting <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: that helps Go- reduce- use trainer golf club co- yeah golf club Trainer.
1: <laughs> Channeling the style of the legendary copywriter Gary Halbert, here are five headlines for a new golf club trainer. Unlock your true golf potential. Discover the re- revolutionary golf trainer strokes of your game like magic. Transform your swing overnight. Yeah. Secret golf club trainer used by pros to achieve record-breaking performance on the green. Master the art of golf with a breakthrough trainer that guarantees to add power, precision and consistency to every swing you take revealed at last, the game changing golf club trainer. That's turning weekend golfers into unstoppable forces on the course. Wow. Sounds pretty good. That is good. Achieve golf greatness in just weeks with a cutting edge golf club trainer that's shattering records and leaving competitors in the dust. Those are all better than they were a month ago. Yeah, I think. absolutely. Um, and maybe tells you what it's doing. These headlines are designed to evoke curiosity, excitement, and a sense of urgency in potential customers following Gary Halbert's persuasive and captivating writing style. Oh,
0: I love that. <clears throat> That's fantastic.
1: So, um, so let's see what it does uh, if we change the copywriter. Now, tend. Oh, let's see. Now write, I've more tending...
0: That you are Carlton. There you go. (laughs) That's amazing. Ooh, I like that. That's quietly uh, creating champions. Yeah. Nice.
1: So then I want to do one more. All All right. right. In that's this, one of my favorites all uh, right five in the style of Gary Ben so Gary Ben Saving is you know he was very uh, he he was the least hype hypey kind of writer of any copywriter ever sure right right he's just very it almost like very almost takeaway selling very low key but he has tons of proof in his stuff so let's see what he says here. Like how it says channeling. That's new. I haven't seen it say that before. That is good. Um
0: I, I I'm not a follower of Gary Ben Savino, so you have to, I will have
1: to we'll have to do some shows yeah. on him. He's yeah. one of the greatest living copywriters by far. Um so what is it? I mean, these don't look a lot different. Um, so I'm not sure if it's really hitting his style or not. Um, yeah, we should, we should analyze his, um, olive oil campaign. He wrote it. It's still running right now. That's why I say that. But he, he wrote this campaign for olive oil that is just. It's been around for th- um, three or four years now, and just keeps keeps going. So, so yeah, I think the the quality of the headlines from Chat GPT four are definitely better than what they were in Chat GPT three point five. So it's interesting. If I ask, let's see, um, let's go back to the first prompt mm-hmm. here. Okay, we're gonna do a new chat. Let's see, copy. Let's do a new chat using the default model and see what we get. Or if I just pulled those because it, you know, I'm in the same account. Yeah, probably so. I don't know if that's going to be a. Um, how yeah, much different those, are those? Those look pretty much the same, they don't do. they? So revolutionize, revolutionize your golf game. They are different. Are you tired of inconsistent golf shops? I think these are better. They are a little bit you better, so? a little bit more curiosity in them. Um. So yeah. So I don't know. Oh, sorry, that was not the yeah these. Um. Yeah. So I. I mean, in my experience, it's a little bit better. Um. It definitely. I understand it has more. Like knowledge to draw from, so I think more obscure stuff is going to continue to, you know, be able to be used for this. Sure. Um, but the way I've been, I've found to use it right now is, let's say I have a big project I want to do. So let me start at four. And I would say um, I'm creating a marketing campaign, a trade show. In the composites industry, Mm -hmm. what do I need to include? Make me a detailed list. Um, so no telling how long this will be. Um, but it's the, what's amazing about this is like now. So here's the yeah, here's the good part: pre-event promotion, press releases, email marketing, social media. Um, let's see what else it says: blog post, event website, dedicated landing page for the event. I um, and then number four is eye-catching boost design. Marketing materials. This can be used for
0: anything, though. I mean, it's like
1: <clears throat> yeah. This this is, and then so you can kind of get the overall outline of what you need, right? And then what you do is you go in and you're like, okay. Um, so let's say, three D, right? I'm just going to stop that for now. But I'm going to yeah. say, "Great." If we say "great"? Right? Just say, "Eight, me, uh, eight, three, e." Well, that's not what I wanted to do. What I was able to do on a different project is I would just I went section by section after I got the outline, I, so right. I saved the outline into a Word or Google Doc, and then I went section by section and just had it um, write each section as a, as it went down, and it. Oh. Yeah, okay. I remember. So yeah, so stop generating blog post and. Three part. Yeah. There we go. Title: Discover the future of composites at trade show name. Join us at booth, booth number, introduction. We're excited to announce that your company name will be exhibiting that trade show name. The leading trade show in this composite industry taking place on event dates at event location. Our team is eager to showcase our innovative solutions and connect with professionals from around the world. And this blog post will provide a sneak peek of what you can expect from us at the event, including product demos, expert insights, and unique networking opportunities. And that sounds pretty good for an intro. No, it does. Yeah. Unveiling our latest innovations. So then it starts breaking it down, you know, by, (coughs) by section by section. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't miss our blah, blah, blah. Engage with India. So yeah, it, it took each of those things from the intro Started writing it. That's good. And this is without any like you know, if you gave it a little more context on yeah on your company Yeah, because
0: and, you could get into all sorts of things like I mean, you could you could dig deeper into composites, you know, you could right. be you could be out of manufacturing, 3D printing, carbon fiber. Right. So what you would do is you would take
1: this, you'd put it in a Google Doc, and then you just start expanding on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is what I did. I I started expanding on it, and then I would I'd get to a point, and I'd be like, "Oh, you know, it'd be really good here." Would be a quote to mm-hmm. introduce this section, right? Right. So I might say, "Give me a quote to intro." Give me a quote from a respected person in the industry to introduce yeah Spectrum. so it came up with we are at the dawn of a new area in the composites industry where innovation and sustainability will shape the future of materials and their applications across various sectors. Dr. Jane Smith, renowned material scientist and composite industry expert.
0: Not- so I'm <laughs>
1: so i'm curious like is this a real person i
0: i don't know dr jane smith so doesn't sound real does it (laughs) it sounds fake but who knows i mean dr jane smith i mean that sounds pretty generic but yeah so uh let's look it up yeah um dr jane smith this is the material scientist
1: um, Jane Smith, technical manager, rapid diagnostics at Abbott. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't see I'm that, say that person. Yeah.
0: I'm so the other that's... thing we do is we
1: could actually say, look, uh, for my rec- this needs to be a real actual <laughs> quote, <laughs> Interesting. So we stumped it.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So it told me where to find it, but yeah, that sure. couldn't actually find it. So right. it's interesting because I asked for quotes in another one and it was able to pull all names I reco- uh, I recognize, but it was you. a much bigger industry. Um so yeah. So that's interesting yeah. that it defaults to making up shit. <laughs> right. So, you do have to be careful with that, right? <laughs> so, like, if I were to take this in quotes and do a Google search, it would probably yeah. come up blank, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, you do have to fact check, yeah, the no results for this quote.
0: Um, so you know, it's, it's like me in do. college on those Blue Book tests. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, be careful
1: what you do, but it, it does... You know the big thing here is like this would save you, you know, or our writer would save you, you know, a good hour just coming up with the the framework oh, yeah. of a good right. blog post. Now right. you just go in and tweak it and mm-hmm. drop in some statistics and specifics. And like I said, if you knew the specifics ahead of time, yeah, and you could give it a little bit more context because we gave it no context really for this. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you can. It's going to provide a lot more.
0: Yeah, you can keep digging deeper and deeper and provide provide more info that would yep. probably assist you along the way. That's interesting. I'm going to have to check this out. Yeah, so it's uh, we're like safe from world takeover right now. I think, <laughs> um, considering but. its its uh, last update was 2021. <laughs> yes. So,
1: but it's great. I mean. If you're doing research papers in history or all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, man, it it really knows all that. Um, And it does know, it does know famous people. So let me, let's, I know we're getting long on time, but.
0: uh, If we're talking talking about bank bailouts this week, we're probably not going to get a whole lot. (laughs) Right. So let's do a new chat. Write
1: a, write a, Five hundred word blog post about performance and style of Brendan. Um, and I'll do this next thing after it finishes, but. So if it, the more, po- you know, like if you can give it a, like a well-known name, it's going to, you know, there's more con, obviously Brendan Burchard's put out so much content on the internet that he can, right. you know, it can really go in and, and find his stuff. Um, it's just amazing to me that all this stuff is indexed and, you know, it can just pull it in seconds. Um, and this, this looks like. You know, basically what he would he would say, Um, and this is interesting because you know a lot of people are starting to use this as um, almost like a search. So who is Brendan? So this is actually, to me, like this is kind of cool because it's actually, um, a lot of times it's, it's more succinct than what you get from Google for the same search. So it's writing out, you know, it says about his books, it says, um, he <laughs> wanted to finish what it, <laughs> that's funny. I, I stopped it earlier. Now it's like trying to finish. I've never seen it do that. It's trying to finish what it started before like
0: so that's That's hilarious yeah this is great Um, though i love this because you can do some uh, bios on people that you're writing about
1: yeah like if you wanted to interviewing you know yeah like
0: yeah you could definitely
1: like do some research if you have a podcast guest or you know things like that where you could you could really dive in and i mean again you probably want to fact check for now um for sure um Although if you didn't, it'd be funny for a podcast.
0: (laughs) Is it true that
1: whatever? I mean,
0: these are great too. You could prompt it for questions. I mean, I think, you know, these are all, I mean, there's a whole lot of things you can use this for like questions for podcast guests on the topic of bloom, you know, if you're trying to think of something. Yeah. So, um, Uh, I would say, yeah, yeah, that's good. So for our listeners, um, uh, Sean's saying, I'm interviewing Brendan Bouchard on a podcast. What are five questions I should ask that would be new and unique to my show?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know if these would be that new, new or unique,
0: but it's kind of an often overlooked habit that separates a high.
1: Ooh. But it is giving me five questions to start with, right? right. So, um, and there, it's actually written in a conversational way, the way I would use it on a podcast, right? It's like, like this first one in your experience, what is a common but often overlooked habit that separates the highest performers from the rest? Mm-hmm. how can our listeners begin to implement this habit in their daily lives? So it, it literally wrote it as I would ask it as a podcast host. Yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, another one is, yeah, I mean, these are pretty, pretty good. I mean, they're they. The thing I like about four, it seems, it's much more conversational. Um, even if it's not like, um, I don't know the right word, but like, it. Who. um Jonathan disappeared for a second There you go. Right. so yeah so I think it's I think it's it's more conversational and it's getting a little smarter yeah with each version I uh, bet you can like
0: tweak the, that and make it like con, uh controversial questions too if you wanted to really oh yeah stir the pot you yeah. know so to speak in your uh yeah it's yeah. all about the being creative with the prompts really yeah right um
1: because the thing is, you can't really piss it off. You right. can't offend it. So you can really push the boundaries of what you wanted to ask. I mean, these are you know just doing it on the fly here. It's it's um, we're doing pretty you know top level stuff. But yeah, you could definitely you know go through the prompt, dif- find some different prompts. And like I said, if you if you go to Google and just put in um, Chat GPT for prompts. Um, you'll get a list of there's just all kinds of stuff um <clears throat> you yeah. know coming out this 10 ways you know mm-hmm. right now everybody's just talking about is it better is it not um so if you just did chat gpt prompt without the four
0: mm-hmm.
1: there it is prompts i mean this is actually becoming its own little cottage industry is the prompt industry has it's, oh, yeah. its own little stuff yeah um That's the one I was at. Here's 160 GPT prompts you can't miss to try in 2023. Um, like let's look at those. Yeah. So prompts for business, prompts for marketing, prompts for content. Wow. Um, So yeah, prompts for teachers. That's interesting. Create a list of five types of data that teachers can collect to monitor student learning progress. Create a quiz with five multiple choice questions that access students' understanding of concept being taught. Um, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Like, um,
1: that's you know, very India. interesting. Yeah. Prompts for sales. Uh-huh.
0: Create a yeah, personal, personal email for a potential customer. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What, what are Writing some creative ways email. to generate...
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean,
0: you know, it's pretty common
1: sense stuff, but, you know, this is, there's, if you're getting stuck, there's no shortage of prompts to help you yeah. continue, you know, figuring out, but you really just have to get in there and play with it. Right. And I found that like, you take the stuff it gives you, throw it in a Google Doc, and as you kind of work with it, you're like, oh, I'm missing this. And sure. you go ask it for that, and then it'll it'll find that, and the, and then your job is is almost like editor now to go through and smooth it out. Yeah. Ask it to find some statistics, quotes, you know, whatever to kind of beef up the writing. Yeah. Um, as you go through it, so it's kind of a it is kind of a collaboration back and forth. Is the way I've I've been able to use it best.
0: That's good. No, it's worth to me. That's worth the upgrade. Just what, what we? Yeah, and it's
1: at. it's certainly worth twenty bucks a month to me because yeah. you know it saves me for what you're doing just, just on research alone. Um, instead of you know, really kind of sorting through all the trash that's that yeah. you get in the Google search. Um, that's where this is really taking, I think, some of Google's market share. Right, is that you don't have to filter through all the the spam sites that are out there
0: absolutely so mm-hmm. i would highly recommend if you're listening probably should have mentioned this earlier that you watch the video on the show page yeah on episode 301 along you know at this point where we're talking about chat gpt so you'll see a lot of the prompts and things that we're entering in yeah and how fast it
1: sends stuff absolutely out and, it's good yeah. stuff
0: but yeah we'll have all of this on episode 301 at uh, persuasion by the pint uh sean it's been fun man to all of our yeah. listeners you can find us persuasion by the you can find us on all of your podcast platforms stitcher radio iheart spotify again youtube um yeah. you know your facebook channels over at persuasion by the pint so uh obviously thanks for listening and uh
1: yeah, and uh, by the way our next two episodes we've got Guest for the next two episodes, so we've got
0: little teaser for next week. Yeah,
1: Ad Zombies is coming up, and then I've I uh, I'm following this young copywriter from kind of Eastern Europe. Yeah, and he's doing some cool stuff, so he's going to come on. I think the 31st. So the next two weeks, we'll have some really cool guests in the um, copywriting space.
0: I'm excited about the Ad Zombies. I've I've checked out some of their stuff um yeah it's cool. pretty cool they're yeah. they're kind of unique so yeah. um and they've got a unique spin on how they're doing things and yes yeah, so make could, sure you tune in
1: to the next episode yep absolutely so.
0: 302 next week so we'll see you guys next week have a great weekend sean it's been fun man. yep see ya see ya